You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Yes, here we are back again. I'm looking out over the dreary streets of Rose Bay. All I can see really are droplets of water on my window as I'm looking out over the streets. Um, very, very quiet for a, a Monday evening, but we are here on a Monday. Thank you for joining us. We've sort of pushed it out to Monday due to the long weekend here in Australia. We usually have quite a bit of sailing going on and frostbite regattas, as we like to call them, or brass monkey regattas, or just plain winter regattas. But there was a lot ha- happening this weekend down under. There was also a lot happening overseas with the, the winding up into the lazy Europeans, as well as a lot of mat tracing going on, which we will cover later in the show. Now, uh, for those who... Uh, may not be on Facebook. I suggest you do jump up on Facebook. There's been quite a lot of activity there recently from myself, some photos over the weekend, but I'm also going to pop up a photo of what I'm wearing in the studio. One of the downsides of radio is you can't actually see what I'm wearing here in the studio this evening, but I may even have to think about changing my my theme song of um, the summertime because I'm dressed in uh, trackies, double trackies, a, a thermal top, a hoodie and a beanie. <laughs> Uh, here to chat to you about sailing this evening, but oh yeah, plenty, plenty to come. We're going to be catching up with Lisa Dunminen from the Australian Sailing Team and WD Sailing. Good to catch up with her while she's in Australia. Also touching base, hopefully, with Duncan McGregor, a friend of the show. He's a pa- Paralympic aspirant, but he also does able-bodied sailing, which is just fantastic. And uh, one of the friends of Sunset Media as a whole, Ollie Hardis, he headed off to Europe today, but I caught up with him during the week just to chat about everything that he had ahead for him on that program. We were meant to catch up with Ian Murray. Unfortunately, he's had a bit on following the finishing up of the Etchells Australasian Winter Championships up at Malulaba, but we will be catching up with him during the week. So we'll have that interview with Ian Murray next week on everything that happened up at Malulaba, but also um, hopefully some other stuff if we can get that out of him. We'll see how we go. We're going to go to a song now, and then we'll come back with an interview with uh, Mr. Duncan McGregor, if we can get him on the line. Thanks so much for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas. This is Adventures of a Sailor Girl for Sunset Radio. <laughs> This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and joining us here for our long weekend special, we have Mr. Duncan McGregor. Dunk, how are you going? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm going well. I'm, I'm, I've quite enjoyed having an extra day away from the office. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Aren't uh, we all? Indeed, indeed. Now, what have you been up to over the long weekend? Um, not a lot. We went sailing yesterday, so we did a bit of bit of scud training. Excellent. So that was good. Um, it was very very cold. I do not like sailing in Canberra <laughs> at winter time, but um, otherwise it was good. I I can feel yeah. your pain. I think uh, it, it takes a whole new level of cold. Although. I have had people paying me out because I've, I've been doing winter regattas over the weekend and there's frostbite regattas and I had a friend say to me from Germany, you, you yeah, guys don't yeah. understand what frostbite is. But that said, I used to measure, when, when I was training in Canberra, I used to measure it not by when my hands went numb that I had to go in, but when my face went numb, that's when I had oh. to go in. <laughs> well, my, oh yeah, my, my hands were definitely numb after after sailing yesterday. Oh, you poor thing. But at least you're out there training. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Now, the reason why I wanted to chat to you specifically is because yeah. I I heard along uh, the rumour mills that you might be considering doing the Taser Worlds in January. Yeah, yeah, that, that is the plan. That's the plan. 
Excellent. So I, um, I'm probably going to be sailing either with my dad or my auntie or my uncle. So, um, yeah, so it's all, I think my whole family is going to go over. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a family affair. That's what we like to hear. I, um, I find that the taser class is a bit of a family affair for myself as well. But you grew yeah. up sailing the taser, didn't you, Dunk? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I started sailing uh, up in North Queensland. Um, just uh, on, we sail on a lake inland from Cairns, up on uh, Tinnery Sailing Club. Excellent. Um, so I sort of started. I started sailing um, sabots um, to start off with, and then I uh, migrated into the taser. So um, I sailed with my dad for a very very long time. We did, we did the um, Taser Nationals and uh, Taser Worlds and that sort of thing. So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah I, I believe the first time I met you was at Mission Beach, which is probably close to your home sailing club in 2004. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then on to the Worlds in Darwin, where you did excellently as well, because uh, you mentioned earlier that you sail the Scud. Uh, and you're, yeah. And for those who may not know, you're actually a Paralympic aspirant. Yeah, yeah. So I've done. A, I did a little bit. I've done a little bit with the with the Paralympic team. So um, as you know, I did the um, Sail Melbourne last year with Lisa Tesh. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty incredible experience sailing with her. Um, so yeah. So we did we did that, and um, we did the nationals, the Scud nationals this year um, as well at uh, Pitwater. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so we've done done a little bit of scud sailing with the with the Paralympic team. So. And and you like the scud? I mean, clearly you you like it enough to go training in Canberra on a winter's day. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love sailing the scud. Um, it's um it, it's sort of it's a I would I I would describe it as a sort of an extreme Paralympic boat. So yeah. it's quite you know it, it it's um it's good because it's sort of the boat. Gets up and goes, sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's a, I really, I really do enjoy sailing the scud. To me, the closest thing that I can compare it to, um, international sailors may not know of the lesser-known B14, Bethweight 14 class, and that's what it looks like to me. Not dissimilar to a, I mean, like a 49er, but with a, I mean, a keel, so that it can support you guys. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very similar to a B14. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's sort of it's. I sort of think of it as looking like more of a, a 49er type, yeah. well, similar to a 49er type, type thing. So. It really, it really does. It's and it's extraordinary yeah. that you, you guys are, you know, you're able to get out there and enjoy the most awesome parts of our sport. But that said, you're also considering doing the Taser Worlds, which is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I better uh, get start training. So. <laughs> get some training, yeah, because. I mean, the strength that you must have to get yourself through the boat, um, it, uh, yeah, I mean, so, sometimes I come in after a windy day and I'm, I'm hurting all over the place, but you're using muscles, you know, ma- predominantly in the upper parts of your body. Yeah, yeah, so I find that, like, I can, I have a little bit of movement in my legs, so yeah. that, that definitely helps, but, um, yeah, as you said, it's, it's, it's a lot of upper body strength, so, you know, I do quite a bit of um, gym training and that sort of thing, um, which is obviously involves a lot of a lot of upper body. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I sort of 
I haven't. I, I to be honest, I don't really think about how I how I do it. <laughs> um, I just sort of do it. But um, I yeah. So I guess I sort of just pull myself through the boat and um, yeah, from from side to side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it's all about um working out the best and quickest ways of doing things. Yeah. And and once you get it once you get it down pat, you know. I think also, you know, especially in the taser, you you get um you you have your certain jobs that you have to do, and you 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 have those set jobs, and you just work out the best and quickest way of of doing them. Um, so yeah, so I think that's that's the way I think about it. Definitely, oh, I think everybody's the same. It's a very, I mean, this obviously three sections of the sport that's very process orientated to make sure that we get everything yeah. done then there's interpreting the way that you're going to interact with the other boats and then there's negotiating yeah. your way around the course in regards to the weather so yeah i mean you've got to get those systems and processes down so you can get your head up and out of the boat like anybody yeah, else definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> you just do what you can to make sure the boat goes as fast as it can yeah yeah and i think it's all it sounds funny but i think it's all sort of about technique as well. Oh yeah. Like you know, especially going through, going through attack. Say you know you've got to you got to think about what you what you've got to do mm. and, and and make it all really fluid sort of thing. Um, yeah. And that's where so. the processes really help because once you've found a, a motion that works. It's obviously yeah. good to stick to that motion. I mean, I yeah. I started sailing the taser when I was 11 with my dad, yeah. and yeah. you know now I'm I'm not going to say how old I am, but it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> this will be our 18th national sailing together <laughs> when we do when we do Perth. So it's been a while, but um, yeah. but the same thing when I was 30 kilos and 11 years old and a meter 30. Uh, I remember yeah. how how much I weighed and how tall I was because it was meter 30, 30 kilos. Um, yeah. You know, I had to do things very differently to get myself around the boat. In fact, my knees didn't even, you know, get me to a point where I could sufficiently hike. So my poor father was probably sailing more one up than two up. But yeah, you know, and then the way that I've negotiated my way through, I'm not as strong as a lot of the other guys that crew on the boats. But because I had yeah. to learn through technique, uh, yeah. I think it's really helped my style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I, I've I've always had the same the same sort of issues. I guess I'm not as I'm not as heavy as 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 most people who sail a taser, yeah. but I think um, um, yeah, it's just it's just all about learning how 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 you um, are able to uh, to to sail the boat, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think you're brilliant, and we forgot to mention in there when we were talking about Sail Melbourne with with Lisa Tesh that you did take out the win at Sail Melbourne, so you do know what you're doing as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which helps. And, um, yeah, yeah, we had a we had a good regard on that one. Yeah, so. and a nice little birthday present there as well. But I think that you are just fantastic for everything that you're doing in both Paralympic and able-bodied sailing, which is oh. awesome to see. Thanks, Nick. Thank no you. No worries at all. You're a true ambassador, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you in Perth. Uh, the worlds are from the second to the tenth of January. Not Perth, actually. I keep saying Perth. It's the closest to Bustleton in WA. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> if I don't catch up with you before then, um, we're going to have an awesome week over there. That's for sure. Yeah, that should be really, really good. I'm very, very excited. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl. Great to catch up with Duncan McGregor from Canberra on everything that he's doing in Paralympic sailing, and also able-bodied sailing. <laughs> 
This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and while she's here in the country, we've got Lisa Jaminen on the line. Lisa, how are you going? <laughs> I'm pretty good. It's good to be home. Sydney's been delivering some pretty good weather. so Pretty good weather. <laughs> Today, at least, it was sunny, but I mean, over the weekend, we had just a little bit of rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to have that so you appreciate the days like this, guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, you're back uh, fresh from doing the NACRA tour over in Europe. How is everything going? Yeah, it's going really well. We had a really good end to our first little tour this season. Um, we did four, four regattas, two World Cups and two Eurosafs, and we just got up just kind of ticking boxes and improving every regatta, which is really good because... Um, we f- finished on a high going back to the Europeans in a few weeks and then we've still got a few months into the world to perfect things. Yeah, it's, just, it's just awesome to see how well the, the NACRA fleet is going at the moment because there's almost a, a squad of you guys. And I spoke to Jace last week on the show and it just sounds fantastic how you're able to collaborate together. Yeah, we've got um, a new coach, Andrew Landenberg, has joined the team, which is really exciting. He's a ACAT champion and a sailmaker, so we've got lots of knowledge there and we've got a really strong squad with uh, Darren Bondox and Anita Curtis and um, Ewan McNichol and Lucy Nwitty. So we're working all really closely together. We also have um, the Victorian James is back here in Picture Monaco. So that little squad works really well together and Landy, Landy brings out the best of everybody, which is really cool. Well, that's awesome to hear. And then you can be moving and progressing all the way through. But, but back here in Australia, I heard that it wasn't long before you were you were back out there on the water helping out with the Objective Future Champions program. Yeah, well, Jason and I grew up um, through um, the Objective Future Champions program with Chats as our coach and Tony Walls as a really strong supporter of us. And um, so, whatever we can give back to them, I'm, I'd be ha- like, I'm happy to. The whole point of the program is to have the younger um, kids in touch with people that are living their, living their dream, basically, and realise that it's not that far away that they can be on an Olympic boat doing the circuit. So it was really cool when Shaq's asked me to go up and and go watch them sail and have a chat to them. Um, they're, they're pretty keen training at 6.30 in the morning. So yeah. it was a bit, <laughs> bit of an early morning, but it was really cool to have a chat to them and um, tell them about what I'm doing and also hear what, what they want to learn and just give whatever ever help I can to them, basically. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I um, you're, you're talking specifically about the 29er team, uh, the, the girls' team. I actually met them yesterday when I was up at Wanji for the winter regatta. There was a fleet of almost 20 29ers, I think. It was great to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, um, and, and they spoke very, very highly of you. So, um, their oh, eyes, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> their eyes lit up when I mentioned, you know, we had no connection at all. I'm just randomly introducing myself. No connection at all until I mentioned your name, and then we were best friends. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, I was just basically, t- um, we was just chatting there going over to the Worlds in Canada in July. So I was just talking about my first youth world experience and how I managed school and sailing all the way through. And it was, it was kind of really cool to relive that a little bit and see how far I've come as well and, and see, just to remind myself how I felt before my first international event and now doing international event every week. <laughs> yeah. crazy. It's amazing how you can change and how the pressure changes as well because, you know, doing your first one, it feels like it's the biggest thing in the world. But then, as you say, it, it, it sort of becomes second nature now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess with the macro mix class, I've got really empowered about girls 
being the boys in sailing because yeah. I guess it's one of the only it is the only Olympic class where the girls and boys take each other on. So yeah. I think that's a really cool part of the NACRA and it's really it's um it's really challenging as well, especially for the girl crews trying to match the boy crew. So so when we get those spinnakers up almost as fast as them, it's a little weird as well. Oh, it's, it's, so amazing. it's great to see the yeah, it's great to see the girls coming through because I mean it's I think it's quite a t- tough path for the girls in terms of where sailing can take us compared mm-hmm. to say a lot of the males. That's why with the um with the Volvo Ocean Race having all girls team and seeing tracks just put a lot of effort into the girls. It makes makes me really happy and it's really cool. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's funny that you're, you're mentioning all of those. I mean, I sp- I've spoken to Nina quite a little bit. She's a regular on the show and about how she's working on her strength because some of the other NACRA teams have a boy crew with a girl skipper, which seems to make sense given the strength, but you guys are really matching it. And then I've also touched base with Stacey Jackson and uh, on Team SCA. And, the, I mean, it's just females are really starting to find their place in the sport, which is awesome to see. Yeah, it's re- it's it's great and it's really good development and... I mean, with the NACRA, it's it's challenging, but it's not it's not impossible. And a lot of people thought that it, the girls weren't going to be able to do it. So the fact that there's just such a mix throughout the whole fleet, it's it's really good to see. That is awesome to see, and no doubt that you will be able to do it. I I I'm, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm a bit I'm becoming a bit of a NACRA groupie, having spoken to yourself and Nita and Jace. I have to get the others on just so I can. Yeah, you have to you have to come out um, when we're back in Sydney and see what these boats are all about because yes. I think they're they're pretty awesome. That would be amazing. Mic me up. That would be very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll have to plan on doing that. That would be great. But how is your time back in Sydney? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, um, it's it's uh, a little bit difficult seeing Jason foiling around in all sorts of boats in here, but <laughs> it's been really good just to relax a little bit and w- work on my fitness and just focus on that, so that when we go reconvene at the end of um, the end of the month, I'm feeling good going back on the boat. And Jason's had a good time, and we're fresh for the Europeans. Oh, for so sure. There. <laughs> Nothing better than a strong crew and a happy skipper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, people may not know, for those um, who, who haven't met you and Jason personally, that you guys are cousins, and you've actually been sailing together for quite a long time. Yeah, we've um, we've obviously known each other forever. We're in, I'm actually the older one, so oh, the older mature one that keeps us intact. But, <laughs> no, we've been sailing together since 2007, so um, on the Hobie 16, and I still remember the day that I got the call saying, oh, do you want to them sail with me and they go to the youth world. I thought, oh yeah, why not? And look, look, uh, look where we are now. So yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to do it with someone in your family. And yeah, I yeah, think, it, think it, close. It, it makes uh, the, the the sweet times sweeter and the hard times are a little bit hard, but you always have to forgive them at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, you got to love them, their family. <laughs> Oh well, that's great to see, and it's awesome to see that you've, you've, you're doing it at the at an Olympic level as well. I think that's something very rare to be able to to do family sport at an Olympic level. Yeah, it also makes it easy. that we're sailing with each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I never thought about that, and 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 that's you're also not partners sailing together, which can be entirely a different ball game. So yeah, yeah, keeps it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we're all about variety. But um, yeah, no, I, I've I've found that sailing with my um, I've sailed with my dad for a number of years on the Taser, and I started with him this weekend. And even when we we didn't sail our best this weekend, but even at the end of the day, you're still spending time with someone that you you 
care about spending that time with as well. So it's um, it, it, it makes it all good. And you seem to be on the same page. And our communication as well is at another level because we seem to think in a similar way. I'm not sure if you have that experience with Jason at all. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. And even the more time we spend each other, we just keep saying the same things at the same time. It's a little <laughs> bit crazy. <laughs> You sort of think about, are we are we a product of how we're brought up or is it all biological? It makes me wonder, <laughs> definitely. Oh, well, that's good. It works for us. <laughs> exactly, and that's what's important is finding what works for you. But it's great to hear that you've had a good time while you've been at home and we'll definitely be following your progress, that's for sure. Okay, sounds good. Excellent. Well, thanks for chatting to me. <laughs> no worries at all. Thank you so much. I was Lisa Darmin, and she's been sailing the NACRA and also helping out around the place with the Objective Future Champions Program while she's been in Australia. Great to have her on the show. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and we'll be right back with you after this break. On this lovely, <laughs> in inverted commas, Monday evening. I hope you've all had a fantastic long weekend. Thank you so much for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas. This is Sunset Radio and this is the Adventures of a Sailor Girl show. And there have been quite a few adventures already this show. We've managed to catch up with Mr. Duncan McGregor, who is a Paralympic aspirant, but he's also doing a lot of able-bodied sailing, which is just awesome, I think. And uh, also Lisa Darminen from the Australian sailing team, also WD Sailing and part of the Objective Champions Programme. Uh, great to catch up with her. Awesome stories and such a down-to-earth girl. And I think um, that it's awesome to see what's happening with the NACRA class in Australia. Hopefully, the squad environment that they're starting to generate will mean uh, a medal down the track. But you never know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But uh, during the week, uh, I, I did catch up with Mr. Ollie Hardis. He's a bit of a friend of Sunset Media. He's on his way now. He flew this morning. He's heading over to Finland. But I took the chance during the week to catch up with him just in case Ian Murray wasn't able to join us, which is what has happened. So uh, for those who may not have known or may not have heard, Ian Murray was going to join us this evening. But due to unforeseen circumstances, that being that he was a bit busy coming home from the Etchels up at Mooloolaba. He will have to catch up with us during the week, but I will be getting that interview and I will be bringing it to you. Don't you worry. Uh, so what we're going to do now, we're going to flick to this interview that I did with Ollie, just to have a little bit of a listen because he did a number on me. He actually, <laughs> he actually flipped the interview back on me somehow about halfway through. Uh, <laughs> you'll just have to have a listen to see what I'm talking about. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and here in the studio in Rose Bay, before he sets off on some sort of European extravaganza, we have Ollie Hardis. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you, Nick. How are you today? I'm going very well. Now, you seem quite weary. Oh, uh, it's been a long couple of weeks at uni, but um, I'm getting through it. You're getting through it, and you're about to head off. So the countdown is on. Exciting. I honestly cannot wait. I've been waiting for this for a number of months now. It's good to get back out of the country again. Excellent. And on the water, there's so much that you've got coming up. I've, I've heard a rumour that you're going to be coaching some of the Lofty kids. Yeah, so uh, the uh, Finnish Optimus team uh, out of ESF Sailing Club needed a new coach and I thought I'd offer my services since I was going to be there and so they very graciously decided to give me some work. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. And have you um, coached the Finnish kids before, or this just came about? Because um, I haven't coached the Finnish Opti team before. Um, I've done a bit of coaching with the Finnish 29er team um, and some of the 29er XX girls. 
um, as well as some match racing coaching of um, Celia Lennon and, and her team just prior to the Olympics. Yeah, excellent. They've um, they, and they did quite well, didn't they? Yeah, I think they got a bronze medal in London. Indeed, and and they also did well in the England before that. So very talented sailors there. But you're also going to get to do some of your own sailing as well, aren't you, Ollie? Um, maybe some catting. Yes, I'm actually a little bit nervous about that. I haven't sailed a cat before. Um, actually, Whoa! Yeah, well, the only F18 experience that I've had in my life was about six minutes, um, and that was after a regatta just for fun, and that was a few years ago, and that was terrifying. Goodness. Yes, but um, hopefully um, I won't be too clumsy on the water. I mean, as you know, it, it, it's a fast boat, and I've sailed fast boats before. Uh, I just need to get to grips with the two hulls. So you're telling me that an 18 is fast? Well, <laughs> for those who may not know, um, Ollie races at 18 out of the um, the 18 league here in Sydney during our summer. So um, he's he's no um, stranger to going fast. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've loved sailing fast since, since I started sailing, and um, the 18 foot skiff has always been sort of the pinnacle of sailing. I mean, it was it was the YouTube videos that you watched, and yeah. it was all you talked about. So that's that's where I aim to be. And, Finally got there. You're a, you're a little bit young, but I even used to watch it on the TV <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back when sailing was a little bit more mainstream. They used yeah. to broadcast it every, uh, live every Sunday afternoon. Indeed, I would, I would watch it with my, my dad. Usually it was either before or after the Sydney Swans, so it was a good Sunday of watching. But, um, but back to the point. Um, <laughs> F18, you're, you're, uh, you've never sailed a cat before, but you're going to do the world? Yeah, um, <laughs> so once word got around Finland that I was coming back to, uh, to stay in Finland for a little while, um, a number of different Finnish sailors contacted me uh, because it is quite a small country. Mm. And um, initially I wanted to get back into the 49ers over there because um, I'd sailed in the 49er Grand Prix over there previously and I thought that was a lot of fun. But... Um, this guy, Mick, got contacted me and said um, that if I wanted to come sail an F-18, that he was really trying to get onto, um, get into the worlds and, and do Kill Week and whatnot, and he'd be really keen to have me on board. So, you know, that's that's sort of how it happened, and it luckily just coincided with my trip, so... Perfect. Yeah. And, um, and where will you be um, sailing those worlds? Uh, the worlds will be in Ireland. Um, which is exciting because I haven't been to Ireland yet, so I'm awesome. very keen to taste all the beer over there. <laughs> um, but also we're doing Keel Week and uh, a few regattas in and around Finland. Keel seems to be a bit of a hub this year. I've, I spoke to Howie Hamlin on the show and, uh, and the 505 Worlds will be out of Keel. So even if Keel Week isn't as big as it, it, it usually is, there should be quite a bit going on, especially if the F-18s are using it as a warm-up. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, the F-18 Worlds are almost uh, straight after Kiel Week, so we are using that very much as a warm-up. Um, but Kiel always seems to be a place that attracts sailors. I mean, it's almost on par with Lake Garda, and mm. you know, the, it's just one of those places that are spoken about in hushed tones, unless you've yeah. been there. It's got a special, special spot in my heart. Oh, do you tell <laughs> us about that, Nick? <laughs> So tell us about the last time you went to Keel Week. The last time I went to Keel Week, um, I, I won the first Olympic match racing regatta that was held at Keel. 
Okay, and uh, who was on your team? <laughs> um, it was skippered by Katie Spithill, and we had Nina Curtis in the middle, who I have on the show as a regular quite often. She uh, won a silver medal eventually. So. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a role reversal. <laughs> yeah, and so what events did you do after that? Oh, well, that was 2009, so after Q, we headed to Match Cup Sweden. That was lovely. It would have been in the Stennis. DS37. DS37. Yeah. In, in Sweden. Yes. And, and I like Match Cup Sweden because it's the only, uh, it's the only event on the tour where the girls and the boys would meet. So it was quite fun. Ooh, a bit of a showdown going on. Yeah, total showdown. In fact, that year we had a party in a um, shipping container. That sounds like something that's not quite broadcasting at this, <laughs> at this time. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't say anything else. It was just a party in a shipping container. <laughs> It was very tight. <laughs> You're not really helping the case here that this is a crazy rated party at the casual yeah, no. gathering. Or yeah, exactly. No, that was a good year, 2009. And mm. yeah, that's why Kiel has a special spot in my heart. And then Master End um, had Katie Spittle as a skipper again, and we managed to take that one out as well. So oh, well done. had a good little run. Well done. Who was your, your favourite competitor in, uh, in uh, the Swedish match? At that particular regatta? At that particular regatta. Mm, against us, my favourite competitor. Yep. That was when Anna Shelberg was just starting to come through. and Oh, as a young girl. Yeah, she was just starting to make her mark. She had been for the past two years, and, um, and she was always a great competitor. She was great to sail against, but she's also a lovely person, and her team was great as well. And when we won the final, I think uh, it was against her, and I think we won by that inch. So, uh, you know, it was very... It, I mean, anybody could have taken it anyway, and she was a bit disappointed, but, you know, always a great competitor, so. Well, yeah. fantastic. So there you go. Um, yeah, so that part of the world, I've spent a bit of time up there as well. <laughs> Good old yeah. Sweden, Finland. It seems to be uh, almost like a hunting ground for, for sales, and especially match races up there. Indeed, and I hear that you're going to help out with a bit of match racing potentially as well. Yeah, well, when I was there... Well, and was that he is, he's going to help out with some match racing... <laughs> In, in Finland, and, and Mr. Oli Hardis, he is on his way over over there to um, spend some time coaching, but also um, with, with his girlfriend who lives over there, so they're doing a long-distance relation, relationship, which is a bit of a struggle. But there you go. So um, I did ma- mention in that interview that we did during the week that Anna Schelberg was my favourite uh, competitor. It just so happens that Anna Schelberg and her team won the Women's Match Racing World Championships overnight, so they, they won it in the early hours of this morning, which is awesome and a massive congratulations I'm, I'm sending out her way, which uh, I'm, I'm sure that she's over the moon since uh, that 2009 regatta. She's been married, she's had a kid and she's campaigned for the Olympics. She did go to London, so she's had uh, quite, quite a bit of a story going on there um, as well. And I might even try and catch up with her next week. We'll, we'll see how we go. I'll, I'll see what I can do there. But um, I'd love to touch base with her and, and, and catch up on what she might have planned next now that she's won the World Championships in match racing, which is um, a, bit of a, a bit of a milestone, uh, a huge milestone, let's, let's say. Uh, but, yeah, we might go to a bit of a tune and then we're, we're going to wrap it up. And um, now that you've heard a little bit about me as well in that interview, uh, yeah, there you go. Back in the back in the day. <laughs> oh, this is true by uh, Spando Ballet. We'll be back very soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl on Sunset Radio. And we've had a great show this evening, catching up on a variety of things, all the way from uh, Olympic sailing through to uh, winter regattas and Paralympic aspirants, the Taser Worlds, and also somehow having an interview flipped on me so that we can hear about some of the match racing that I've done too. But this weekend, my adventure, which we always like to finish on, I have spoken about it through a few of the interviews that I've done this evening, but I was up at the Zyke Winter Regatta, which was held from Wanji Wanji over the weekend. We had uh, a number of tasers participating because we are starting to do our wind-up into the Worlds, which will be, as I mentioned in my interview with Duncan McGregor in Bustleton in WA from the 2nd to the 10th of January. It's sounding like it's going to be an awesome regatta. We're expecting at least 80 boats now, probably more like 100, which uh, is reflective of the last Worlds that we had in Australia, which was 131 boats back in 2005. So I, um, I've been sailing the Taser for quite a while with, with my dad, and I, I love every second of it, even this weekend when we didn't uh, sail our best. But uh, that just shows you how far we've... Um, We've got to come and we've done it before. We'll get there again, as, as uh, Mr. Michael Coxon said to me when I was catching up with him, wrapping up from uh, the Mooloolaba Etchells Regatta as well. And I have to send out a congrats to Mr. Matthew Chu and his team who took out the Winter Championships up there for the second time. And that's never been done before. Uh, no one has ever won it twice. Uh, not in a row, not anything. Just nobody's ever won it twice. So a massive congratulations to him. And commiserations to Mr. Tom King, who lost his rig in a collision uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, which resulted in him, um, yeah, having having to go through redress, etc. But um, it's not it's not fun when you when you lose a natural rig at all. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, but he, he'll be okay, and, uh, and and apparently he's going to get a brand new radial north main anyway. He thinks they're so good, so that's uh, that, that's great to hear. But uh, stay with me uh, for next week. We'll uh, make sure that we'll catch up with Ian Murray as well. I'm sorry that we weren't able to deliver that, deliver on that promise to you, but we had plenty of great interviews nonetheless. You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. 